Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 408, June 23rd, 2020. It was 99 degrees on this date in 1922 and 1937. And in 1972 on this date, it was as chilly as 44 degrees. These are brought to And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushere. I could do this every day, but I think I'll stop after this one because nothing could top this one. The uh, Robert Gould Shaw Memorial in Boston has been defaced by vandalism. Why are we mad about that? Do you know anything about that one? I did my homework. I don't. No. The memorial to Robert Gould Shaw and the Massachusetts 54th Regiment was a bronze relief sculpture sculpture by Augustus St. Gaudens, opposite 24 Beacon Street, Boston, at the edge of the common. It depicts Colonel Robert Gould Shaw leading members of the 54th Regiment Massachusetts Volunteer Infantry as it marched down Beacon Street on May 28, 1863, to depart the city to fight in the South. The sculpture was unveiled May 31, 1897. It is the first civic monument to pay homage to the heroism of African-American soldiers. Wait a minute. Mm. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. So why are we mad about that? Because this has nothing to do with anyone knowing what they're doing. This is just rank destruction of property. It has nothing to do with anything. The people who deface this... Uh, have no idea who Robert Gould Shaw was. They have no idea that the 54th Regiment, 54th Massachusetts Volunteer Infantry, were all black. Wow. And here's this gorgeous, gorgeous piece of art that uh, didn't get torn down, but it got painted on and what have you. And I'll ask the same question today that I asked yesterday. Are we making any arrests with this destruction of public property? Are we making any arrests with any of these? No, as Adam Carolla says, you can't take your dog and a frisbee to the beach, but you can tear down a pro- you can tear down a monument. Yeah, he had <laughs> another great something? one about building a patio on the back of your deck too. He said yeah. something to the effect of, "Let me get this straight. I got to go through weeks right. of, of, <laughs> of documents to get a patio put on, but if me and ten of my buddies want to go rip down a statue, we're good to oh. go." Right. Hop on our skateboards. Yeah, oh, yeah take your skateboards. That's right. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> wow. Nice going, Joe. It's just, uh, I keep going back to the uh, Teddy Roosevelt statue having to come down in front of the Museum of Natural History in New York. Uh, I'm not, I don't follow Tucker Carlson. I don't watch Fox News uh, any more than I watch CNN News. Uh, And I rarely read him, but the headline of his piece today on the Fox website caught my attention. And, you know, the real reason why statues are being torn down 
And uh, he came up with the idea that, it, uh, in particular with the Teddy Roosevelt statue, that uh, Teddy represents nothing but heroism, uh, cultivation, achievement, grit, determination. Uh, he was the, he had Booker T. Washington for dinner in the White House, which enraged Democrats, by the way. Uh, and, and Tucker Carlson's theory is that he's a hero and that the, uh, that the protesters uh, find in him everything they don't have, and that's why they're striking out. And I, I, dis- I think Tucker Carlson is giving the mob too much credit for critical thinking. I don't think the vandals stop to think, I'm really angry at this Teddy Roosevelt statue because I'll never be a Teddy Roosevelt. I'm a complete failure, and Teddy Roosevelt was a great man, therefore I'm going to tear it down. I don't think that's, it. I don't think that's at work here. I don't think that was at work in Boston for the Robert, uh, for the, uh, uh, Robert Gould Shaw Memorial. I don't, think, I don't think people took it down because they were happy uh, or, or proud. Or, or, or Obviously, they were the opposite of that. They just, uh, these are just bad people. They're just bad people. I don't, I, I, to say that they've analyzed Teddy Roosevelt and found him disagreeable in some way would attribute to them the, uh, the idea that they're capable of thinking, and I don't see that at all. So I don't see that at all. Why don't we just take them all down? Let's just be done with this. <laughs> well, you know, i got to read you an email that's pretty interesting. Pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, let me see it here. I'll find it. Here it is. It's from Jackie. There we go. CI girl. And I got to give her some credit here. She stumbled onto something because she thinks I've stumbled onto something. Joe, possibly inadvertently, you have explained Trump derangement syndrome, which I happen to believe, by the way, is very real. I'm, I'm with you. I do, too. When discussing the attempt to disparage and remove the word chief in Duluth, you finally helped me understand why Mysterians have such irrational hate for Trump. It is not his policies, basically pro-business, pro-America, but not radically right. No, they hate him for his leadership style. Trump goes boldly forward, usually ignoring advice of anyone who disagrees with him. He says whatever he is thinking. He may ramble and overuse his favorite words, but every statement he makes is decisive. He doesn't back down, apologize, or pander. For the most part, he is not contemplative or gentle. Quite the opposite of male leaders in Minneapolis who strive to avoid being aggressive or, heaven forbid, bold. Amen. Now, I like your president. I like our president more than you and your crew. In fact, a few times I've had to take a vacation outside of Garage Logic because someone, parenthetically, she writes, John, upset me with their. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Upset me with their Trump <laughs> statements, but I always came back home. Sometimes I even chuckle at the Trump impersonator you play. I love Gumption County, and at the heart, I'm a CI girl. But thanks for making clear the irrational feeling some have for our president, even if you did just stumble upon it on the service road of life. I think there's much truth in what she's saying. I, I think much of the hatred for Trump uh, f- by people like Fry stems from Trump is the opposite of Fry. Trump doesn't hold back. Fry goes out of his way to be neutral. Fry goes out of his way to not be aggressive. Fry goes out of his way to be meek, to pretend that he's meek. And that, for all Trump's faults, that ain't him. That ain't Trump. If I may play devil's advocate. Sure. Wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> Before you go on. Yeah. Jay yeah. Height at garagelogic.com. <laughs> Don't send them to me. Go ahead, I John. Think, 
I think there's more than, quote, Mysterians who find Donald Trump, his message, his actions uh, to be, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? Not great. Let's put it that way. That was too and there's words, a whole group of Republicans and famous Republicans, I mean, people, who, you know, the Lincoln Project, who find everything he does reprehensible. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're mysterious. No, but Jan, but Jan, but Jan, Jan, the, the mistake you're making is assuming that only mysterious could have Trump derangement syndrome. Well, I'm living I'm living with a woman who has Trump derangement syndrome and she's not necessarily a mysterious. How did that okay. how did that well, diagnosis go in the household? I'm not going to bring it up. Oh, okay. Let, let, let me <laughs> play a little more devil's advocate if I may then. Sure. I, I think you talk about the way Donald Trump acts and his uh, his non-meekness for lack of a better word. Right? I think he would turn on a dime if he thought it would help him. I, I have no doubt in my mind of that. Don't you think, boy, you have me defending this word I can't say? <laughs> I'm going to step out. No, no, but you <laughs> don't think in the last emails. you don't think in the last three and a half years he would have had opportunities to turn on a dime. He's, he hasn't he, his demeanor has not changed one iota since the day he got elected. Not once. His and I, it's, and it's disagreeable correct, yes. as hell, John. It's disagreeable as hell. I think he's a. a a fool. I, I, I don't, he's not a progress. He's not a. He's not a Republican. He's not a conservative. He's just Trump. He is what he well, is. I, I have uh, posited the theory that he basically is destroying the Republican Party, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, makes me very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I'll just leave that out there. Well, remember the phrase we kicked around after Trump got elected? We'd come, we'd come upon somebody wanting to remove the name of a school or something, and we would say, sure. "And this is the reason Trump got elected." Well, mm-hmm. if, if the mob continues to tear down this country, if the mob continues to tear down monuments and destroy public property, uh, won't that inspire, inspire people to vote for him? Because here's his latest statement. Trump vowed Tuesday that what happened in Seattle will not take place in the nation's capital and that no such autonomous zone will be established in D.C. after protesters who attempted to set up such a space were cleared out the night before. Demonstrators on Monday had blocked off an area they called Black House Autonomous Zone, or BLAZ. There will never be an autonomous zone in Washington, D.C. as long as I'm your president. If they try, they will be met with serious force, Trump tweeted Tuesday morning. Protesters also had defaced and attempted to tear down the statue of Andrew Jackson near the White House and the historic St. John's Episcopal Church, often called the Church of the Presidents, was vandalized with Baz, Black uh, House Autonomous Zone, spray-painted on its pillars. Uh, The efforts by protesters were similar to those in Seattle who carved out the Capitol Hill, organized protesters, or CHOP. There should be... uh, 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 no place in Seattle that the Seattle Fire Department and the Seattle Police Department can't go, Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin said Monday. Durkin had previously faced criticism for saying that the protests going on in the CHOP area could bring about a summer of love. Earlier Tuesday, Trump warned protesters who damage federal property that they'll be arrested and imprisoned. In a Fox News interview, he criticized state leaders for not being tough on those who seek the destruction of historical monuments. A lot of states are weak, a lot of people are weak, and they're allowing it to happen, Trump said. Uh, Speaking of those going after monuments of controversial historical figures, Trump told reporters they're bad people, they don't love our country. This is going to play well with people, John. This this is what we needed to hear. I'm sorry. It's coming for Trump. But he's he's saying... 
to the people of America, this is BS. I'm ending it. It isn't going to happen in my front yard. Question mm-hmm. for both of you. Is this pandering? No. I think it's, it's someone speaking his mind about the behavior of the mob. I think I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that, Joe. I think his whole last two weeks have been pandering. But that's, you know, we're just never going to agree on that, I think. And again, I think he would change his opinion in a minute if he thought it would benefit him. Uh, well, I, I don't think this is pandering. I think Tulsa was pandering. I think he could have done. There's where he could have helped himself, John, and he didn't turn on a dime. He could have. He could have said, uh, given that we certainly don't have this pandemic under any reasonable control, I've changed my mind, and I think a gathering in Tulsa would be foolhardy at this time, and I am canceling it. I think he would have won a lot of fans. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he's winning a lot of fans saying, you're not going to establish an autonomous zone here. You're not going to create an area where the police and firefighters can't even get to you. Not going to happen. Yeah. I think America wants to hear that. I think. I well, what, what, if, what if Fry said it? What if Fry said it? We'd be applauding him. We would be. Yes, I agree. Right. Completely. Right. Completely. <laughs> yeah. I, I think all of this points to what Kenny, I listened to the show yesterday, what Kenny said that, you know, we're just going to end up with a war. <laughs> I don't know, because the two sides are nowhere near what what they should be. There's no meeting of the minds in the middle. I, 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 keep st- I still am waiting for any comment from Fry that resembles common sense. There isn't one. There is. Did you watch any of that 6 o'clock press conference yesterday? It was no. just gobbledygook. It's he, all he salon for 10 speak. minutes. Yeah. Salon speak, exactly. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything. What about I my think, idea? You know, What's you know, your idea? Well, remember, I, I think I brought this up a few weeks ago, but you, you guys all shared a room with your brother at one point, you know, growing I did. Up. I did. At the Howdy yes. Doody wallpaper. How about we take the, uh, the the duct tape, we split it right down the old middle of the country, and everybody that wants to be live in Euphoriaville, <laughs> you take a left, and we'll all go over here. And let's see let's see who ends up uh, with the country still standing. Isn't that Civil War? Sure. Well, but that's yeah. basically what we all want anyway. I don't. I don't want a war. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't no. really want one either. No, I and I done. don't want. No, I. I don't want that at all. Okay. I, I want what we used to have, and I, I was going to bring this up in relation to people not listening to GL because of John. I. I want to go back to when we all talked and chatted and listened to each other and you know big upped our own ideas or our party's ideas. And then we sat down and ate hot dogs and hamburgers and drank a few beers together. Are you know we still I mean? doing that? You, no, we're... my God, no. We're canceling each other. Uh, your opinion, uh, it comes from the devil. Their opinion comes from you know sheer <laughs> stupidity. We won't listen to each other. We won't talk to each other. We can't debate each wait, other. Wait, and wait listeners, a minute. And, and listeners will stop listening because of something John said. Meanwhile, John's job is to create, generate, and, and keep conversation going. So you're talking about the listenership at large. I thought you were talking about the I'm five of us. About I'm talking, oh, no, the five of us get along great, now, yeah. even though John's completely wrong about most things. <laughs> yep. right. I still right. absolutely love him and want to hear what he has to say. A- and I think what's happening with GLers tuning us out because of John or because of your views on Trump is the same thing that's happening in this country. 
where we won't even talk well, anymore. And yeah, but John and, I are, John, and I are ha- John and I are having a pleasant discussion. I'm not angry at John, and I'm, I'm presuming John's not angry at me. No, not exactly. at all. And, and, and other, that's why we like pro- to have GL. Or, go ahead, John. Well, I was just going to say, some of the times when I get emails from people who aren't going to listen anymore, it's because I've read a news story. I haven't altered any facts, nothing. I've I got news for you. Pres- yeah. I got news for you. Anybody yeah. who tells you they're done listening, they're not done listening. Yeah, I know. I know. We know that, Joe, but I would just hope that the GLers would lead this push and among us keep listening and, and like us or dislike us, whatever. And I don't want to see the same thing hold true for the country. You know, it's why we exactly. are. It's it's why we're at where we are. Well, and I know you probably don't see a lot of these, Kenny, but we will get emails a lot from people that say, I don't agree with you, but I still really enjoy the yeah. show. We do get a lot of that email, too. Well, what the one I just read from Jackie. Yeah. Sometimes I have to take a vacation outside Gumption County, but it's my home. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. And I do get emails also that compliment me for some of the things I say, so... It's, you know, I guess. This just in from Stacy, the GL geologist. 42 minutes ago, this is a whopper. 7.7 magnitude earthquake hit San Pedro, Huamalalulo, Mexico, just south of the border. (laughs) I'm not sure I pronounced that correctly. Large earthquake, she notes, south of the border. So we got that going for us. A tsunami warning also because of that for Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras. Really? So this Mm -hmm. is a whopper, huh? Yep. 7.7 yeah. is pretty big. Yeah. Uh, I gotta. I have to uh, find an email that I left on the screen because it was too long to print. Got it. Uh, and I'm going to read it to you uh, when we return. It's it's from the father of the smart seven year old who's a GLer and and uh, always j- tells his dad what what's coming or uh, you know now playing the role of rookie you know sure. he's got he's got all the lingo <laughs> down the seven-year-old kids got all the the gl stuff down but first i want to tell you it's a great time to get to schmel's countryside volkswagen alfa romeo and fiat in maplewood right on the southeast quadrant of highway 61 and 36 where right now zero percent interest for 72 months on all 2019 and 2020 Volkswagens, including the new flagship, the Atlas Cross Sport, and 0% interest for 60 months on certified pre-owned vehicles. Also, in addition to 0% for 72 months, there's a 120-day payment deferral on the 2019 and 2020 Volkswagen vehicles. So here's what you do. They've really, they've really uh, streamlined the uh, the way you buy a car out at uh, out at Countryside, you go to the Schmelz, uh, v- go to the websites, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. Search through the inventory, what's best for you and your family. You call Countryside, you'll have a personal personal sales appointment, the car will be ready for you, sanitize, test drive, the whole deal. So all you have to do is give Schmelz a call, and you're going to be in the driver's seat, 651 651- Two four three four three one six. That Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. DKMags.com on Old Eight up in New Brighton and 
Monticello Pawn and Gun. They offer GLers everything we need in this very surreal world where the cops have been run out of town, the city council and the mayor have sold us out to criminals and scofflaws and the wicked. And I wrote that line last week and I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, but then the weekend happened and it's more true than ever it's just unbelievable the world we live in right now you glers you know what's up you're lined up out the door and into the parking lots dk mags very busy uh, but that's not going to stop me from shouting their praises they offer a solid facts sound advice competitive prices on everything firearms related no matter what you're thinking personal protection, home protection, or if you just need to protect yourself from attacking venison. Uh, the G Hellers at DKMags.com and Monticello Pawn and Gun, they're here for us. They're here to help us all. If you're in law enforcement or the military or veteran, thank you very much. You're going to get another 5% off at DKMags.com in New Brighton and Monticello Pawn and Gun. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. 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 This is from longtime GLer Joe, who has a seven-year-old son, and they often listen to the show together, and the kid will predict something we're going to say, and he just doesn't even look up from his book. He just gives his old man the high five. The ongoing events have been limiting the amount of time the seven-year-old and I have spent listening to the show. As of late, there are just too many things going on that I don't want him exposed to right now, but I am still listening every day. Last week, we took our annual trip to the North Shore. It was delayed by about a month over past years as we, as we wanted to have things to do. Joe, the number of businesses that have closed permanently is beyond sad, and those that are open are clearly struggling to comply with the rules. At one of our favorite restaurants, they had to turn the majority of the business that was stopping away to comply with the social distance rule. They had removed two-thirds of their seats. As we waited for our reservation, it was clearly painful for the owner as he told new arrivals of the wait times, and most just got back in their cars and left. Little shops from Duluth to Silver Bay that we had visited year after year since way before the seven-year-old came along were no longer in business. Not just shut down for the quarantine, but gone. These were little mom-and-pop shops that supported families and employees that had been there for generations in some cases. We had come to know them over the years, and now they are gone. A month can make or break you when you only have three or four months to make it for the year. As we drove along the scenic drive between Duluth and Two Harbors, we noticed a complete lack of any sense in what was being directed from the state. Some of the pull-offs were open, others were not. Some had signage about social distancing, some did not. And in the state parks were a cluster as well. Some were closed, others were open, but the toilets were not. Porta-potties were brought into some, still others had all facilities open. At Split Rock State Park, half the park was open, including the restrooms and showers. The other half was closed, including newly constructed fences across walking trails to prevent you from walking through the woods. This is lunacy. As we were leaving one of the parks, the seven-year-old spoke up from the back seat. If Such were the governor instead of just a mayor, he wouldn't let this happen. Love that kid. <laughs> but that brings me to the crux of the email, Joe. We are leaving Minnesota. I would never have said this four months ago. I love it here. Most of our family is in western Wisconsin. Close, but not too close. I have a great job that I never thought I would leave. I've been very fortunate to have many opportunities come my way over the years, and I always chose to stay. Of course, by fortunate, I mean I have worked my butt off and made sure I was ready for opportunities that I sought. Not this time. I cannot raise my kids here. There is a six-year-old as well in an environment such as this. 
They tell us we cannot go and worship but celebrate the burning of buildings and the theft of livelihoods as a First Amendment right. They tear down statues, silence opponents, and celebrate lawlessness and call others Nazis and Taliban. They claim total authority, and like sheep, the population follows. They target classes of people based on income and race and call others intolerant. They have had power for 50 years and take zero accountability for the issues they own. They demonize the righteous and celebrate the lawless. They allow things that were built through decades of hard work and sacrifice to be torn down without so much as a second thought and celebrate those who do it. They do not spare a word for those who lost everything and degrade their losses as only bricks and mortar. They do not have logic or common sense and will not stand up to the mobs. And this is the worst one in my mind. By not standing up to the mob, celebrating those that tear down others' hard work, they are taking away from the message of the protesters who did not burn down the cities. They have a legitimate and worthy cause that is being hijacked by those who could care less about the cause. By celebrating the indecency, they have grouped the legitimate and illegitimate together and completely diluted the message. By going down the path of removal of the police, they have silenced the opportunity for legitimate and constructive dialogue and action towards change. Anything less than disbanding of the police is shouted down, and they celebrate that. Of course, most of those theys in my list are elected officials. So an opportunity for us to move to to a more reasonable state has come up, and I cannot say no this time. I hope it gets better in Minnesota, but for the sake of my family, I cannot take that risk. I'm not sure how many others have the same opportunities we do as a family, and for that I am sad. I know there are neighborhoods full of people who wish they could go elsewhere, but the policies of this state and many others over the past 50 years has made that impossible for them. I pray that we will see that change. I pray, but I have little hope. We still will be listeners and always residents of Garage Logic, just some, just from somewhere else. For a little while longer, Joe in Woodbury. <coughs> Well, he's doing what people who have the chance to do are doing. He, See, I can't just say, well, I'm going to move to another. Well, actually, I suppose I could because you could do a podcast from anywhere. Right, and I think she'd let you. Yeah, she'd yeah. probably <laughs> enc- encourage you. But uh, not everybody has Joe's opportunity. And I hope Joe, if he's a GLer, he knows perfectly well he better not land too close to, th- to the tallest buildings in some other state or it's just going to be the same thing. Right. Absolutely the same thing if he lands closest to the tallest buildings in whatever whatever other state they want to move to. But apparently he is engaged in the kind of employment that has offered him a different opportunity, and they're going to take it. I can't blame them. Mm-hmm. No. I can't blame them. Everything he said is dead on. It's yep. Really well written, really. Yep. And, he, you know, and plus, how do you not like that sharp, smart-mouthed seven-year-old? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we brought up, you know, the, the businesses and those that were affected by the rioting a few weeks ago. And don't you hold out any hope that at some point people are going to say, well, wait a minute, we can't keep doing this. Otherwise, there's going to be no Minneapolis left if we continue to go down this road. We understand well, that, Chris. We understand that. But that, And I guess that's my point. Who are you uh, wanting to understand that that currently does not? Well, I would say the, the, those that are continuing to defend the actions city council. of the mayor, the city council. Yes, absolutely. What about the constituents of the city council? Do, do you think that they've had enough? There's an interesting story in today's Pioneer Press that can be linked to this discussion. And it's the, uh, it's the work that the uh, city council in St. Paul has been focused on to make renting much easier 
for uh, renters in St. Paul, quite literally stripping from landlords many, many abilities they used to have. They can, they can only check for crimes going three years back. They can't, uh, they can't expect uh, high security deposits along with a first month rent. It has to be one or the other. On and on and on and on. Uh, and, and what you begin to realize as you read it is 83% of people of color in St. Paul, according to the city council, are renters. Well, then it begins to make sense why these people keep getting elected. The renters really have no skin in the game. The renters aren't paying you, uh, you know, they're not paying the property taxes. The renters have little say in, in what's happening to the city. And, and so, therefore, when uh, Mitra Janelli Nelson or whatever the hell her name is promises them the moon, they go for it. What else do they have to worry about? They're not worried about the streets and paying, paying taxes and paying property taxes and uh, infrastructure. They're worried about the government taking care of them. That's why the salon keeps getting elected. I'm sure there are many people in many wards of Minneapolis who feel the same thing about their city council representatives. They're of the same mind. That's why when you say, uh, I, I hope people come to their senses and be, begin to believe enough is enough, uh, not the people who voted in Andrea Jenkins and voted in uh, Lisa Bender. They apparently don't think enough is enough. An even bigger picture, those that voted Ilhan Omar. And you're, Fry. You're, you're right. These are, they're getting elected by the people who have the, less, uh, have the least stake in the city in terms of its financial health That's and true. its cultural health, its artistic health. It's industrial health. They're voted into office by people who have no skin in the game. They don't have an oar in the water. They're not part of the process. That's the dilemma you face the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. There's a ready-made constituency of voters to keep installing the salon because the salon panders to them and promises them everything. And Lisa Bender will turn her back on the people actually paying the bills and admonish them with some preposterous statement like, well, if you call 911, that's just an action taken out of your privilege. <laughs> well. Didn't know I was going to be this good today. Wow, yeah. <laughs> There's still a lot of show left. <laughs> hey, I, I, have a, I have a possible ray of hope. Oh, thank God. Oh, good. Bring it. The Duluth City Council decided Monday night to put off a vote on removing chief from job titles. Council members decided to... Council members decided to address the matter at another future meeting after the issue met resistance from community members. They were pushing back in Duluth. Thank Mm -hmm. God. City of Duluth Public Information Officer Kate... Kate Van Daly told WDIO that the change would only affect Chief Administrative Officer uh, Noah Schuchman's title, becoming City Administrator in SEB. The change must be approved by the Council unanimously because of how the position is listed in the City Charter, Van Deel told WDIO. Currently, City officials are having conversations about whether to change the titles of Duluth uh, Police Chief Mike Tuscan and Duluth Fire Chief Sean Krizaj. But Van Dale told WDIO right now there are no plans to change them. Go Duluth! Somebody raised a fuss. 
and this plays right into this email that I have selected to read. Uh, hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Sorry, I usually keep politics out of social media, but I am certain my father, senior radio man, master chief, petty officer, retired H. Hans Brockhaub, will have strong opinions about the plans being cooked up by the mayor of Duluth. Uh, and And... He notes, too, what we did. The etymology of the word chief comes from Middle English, Anglo-Saxon, French, and Latin. Uh, It means leader. From the beginning of time, people have found ways to be offended by one thing or another, and some hoopleheads uh, will continue to find ways to get their undies in a bundle. Call it what you will, wokeness, political correctness, allyship. There are those amongst us who are in a race to signal their virtue or their empathy and compassion and are attempting to whitewash language, traditions, and history. If we let them have their way, the world will soon be a boring, beige place. Pick your own non-offensive color. I consider myself fortunate to have been a Navy brat. As such, I spent much of my childhood in the heart of the South, Virginia, and on Guam, spending my formative years in the presence of monuments of colonial America, Civil War battle sites, and an island fought over during World War II. This proximity forced me to consider the lessons, good and bad, that these chapters of American history hold. I learned nothing of consequence, by the way, when my father was stationed in Green Bay. Without this exposure, my knowledge and understanding of the events that shaped our country would not have uh, would not have the underpinnings that prevent me from being swayed by the prevailing political winds at any given day. The do-gooders who are trying to sanitize our language and erase our history are not helping anyone by vanquishing all that does not agree with their views and sensibilities they will do the fabric of our they will do to the fabric of our society what the ravages of alzheimer's disease does to an individual if we lose our language traditions and memory history we are destined for insanity and decay what follows is my father's response when i told him about chief in duluth I spent over two decades of my life serving in the U.S. Navy, and one of the proudest days in that service was the day I was promoted to the rank of chief radio man, then later to senior chief radio man, and finally to master chief radio man. I just learned from Carl Brakob that the good mayor of Duluth considers those promotion titles to be rooted in hurt and offensive intentional marginalization. How dare the Navy have treated me so badly all those years? Or has Mayor Larson just taken virtual signaling to a whole new level of ridiculous? Carl in Monticello, Minnesota. Uh, but good news from Duluth. Good news from Duluth. Their uh, voices were heard, and they, they, they got to the... Uh, they got to the city council in their ridiculous, ridiculous non-understanding of what the word chief even means. Uh, and as I said the other day, weren't Native Americans merely using the word to to describe one of their own leaders? Yeah. <laughs> Swimming season's here. And it's about time. Temperatures are going to swing upwards again as you get into the weekend. If you own a lake home or if you have a pond or the old swimming hole on your property, you got to call the people at Aquaside. They'll take care of you. They've been helping people maintain Great Lake Shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that will take care of everything from weeds to algae. Uh, when I'm out on my afternoon pontoon boat ride in Spoon Lake, I can tell who has used Aquaside because that's where all the kids are. Those beaches are free of uh, muck. They're free of weeds. 
Aquaside products are easy to use and they begin working right away. And they are registered with both the EPA and DNR. And those products are completely safe for you, the fish, and your family. So don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call today. They'll identify your weed problem. White Bear Lake Company, by the way. And make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at one 800 328 9350 or go to aquaside.com. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. And you know where he'll make a move? To chillboys.com. Uh, they are the most comfortable underwear you will own. I've got my blue bamboo boxers on right now. Kenny, have you been wearing the same pair all week, or did you ch- put on a fresh one today? Fresh pair this morning. Absolutely. Chillboys.com. <laughs> Go online. They have a number of performance boxers. As I mentioned, the bamboo. They have the boxer briefs. They're the most comfortable underwear you will own. They also have a really cool selection of T-shirts and sunglasses on their website. And they have fast and free shipping on orders over $40 in the United States. They're a local Minnesota company, and we are really happy to be working with them. And I'm, I'm receiving email after email of people that have made the purchase for not only themselves, but maybe their their husband, their dad, what have you. But uh, thank you for supporting our new friends at thechillboys.com. John Height, before you start, uh, we were just sent mm-hmm. a beautiful, beautiful photograph from Scott Mature out in Montana. Nice. Montana. Joe and the gang, the latest photo of our, of our Lone Peak and Soldiers Chapel on a beautiful June morning. What a beautiful shot to remind us that America is beautiful. Here, Here's John Height. Here, here. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. A weekend shooting in Minneapolis in the uptown area that left one man dead, 11 wounded, had barely been investigated Monday when multiple other shootings elsewhere in the city swelled the number of casualties. On Monday, the uh, three separate afternoon shootings on the north side left nine people injured. Mayor Jacob Fry announced details behind a multi-agency effort to quell the bloodshed that has persisted over the past several weeks. Uh, He said joining the Minneapolis Police Department will be pretty much every law enforcement agency within reach. And up in County Sheriff's Office, Metro Transit Police, federal authorities from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives, the FBI, and the Secret Service. According to the mayor, Police Chief Madaria Arredondo declined to reveal how the other agencies will interact with his department, but he said it would include being a visible presence as well as providing intelligence. Lieutenant Bob Kroll, the head of the Minneapolis Police Union, was on CBS this morning. Uh, He said uh, what officers did leading up to the death of George Floyd does look and sound horrible, but he says he's waiting to see officers' body-worn camera footage before judging the restraint that police used. His comments are his first public statement since Floyd's death on May 25th. Uh, Addressing growing criticism of the conduct of the four former officers at the scene, Kroll said police union members are being unfairly scapegoated by political leaders in the city and the state, and they've shifted their incompetent leadership failed leadership onto us and our membership, and it simply is unjust. Kroll said the officer's body camera footage might present a fuller picture. He said it might shed some light that we are unaware of. He said right now we cannot make an informed decision regarding the other officers that do not appear on camera. Right now, former officer Derek Chauvin is charged with second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. Three officers also charged in the case. Have you guys followed the story of the uh, the black uh, prison uh, uh, workers who are filing a discrimination charge uh, because they say they yeah. were prevented from 
uh, working uh, near Chauvin. Uh, you mm-hmm. know what my first thought on that was? I thought somebody was doing them a favor because they might want her to try to kill the guy. <laughs> That's what I thought. I guess I'm wrong. Why would they? Oh, I see. Okay. Well, yeah. well, isn't that why they, they did that? I don't know the reason why the why uh, black uh, security, uh, I don't know what prison uh, employees are called. Uh, I don't know the reason. They were forbidden from... I think they're uh, called guards. Guards. I don't know why they were uh, uh, forbidden from working Chauvin's floor. I, my, the first thought that came to my mind was, we're just trying to make your life a little easier. <laughs> Rather than be in the presence of that goon. I just think everything with that, dealing with that sensitive topic is, is just, you know, it, everyone's on edge right now and it's impossible. Mm-hmm. A bar in Crystal where a man was shot Sunday morning was the scene of another shooting last night, Monday night, with three victims. According to the Crystal Police Department, at about 1027, Hennepin County Dispatch received numerous 911 calls reporting shots fired outside Big Louie's Bar and Grill on the 5200 block of West Broadway. When they got there, officers found two male victims, a 29-year-old and 25-year-old, who appeared to have been shot. Paramedics arrived at the scene, provided care before the victims were taken to a nearby hospital with injuries not considered to be life-threatening. A third 35-year-old male victim with apparent gunshot wounds also taken to a nearby hospital in a private vehicle. Officers said that victim had injuries not considered to be life-threatening. Police say they do not currently have anybody in custody and they're not sure if this is related to the Sunday shooting. Officers said there's no threat to the public. If you have any information, you should call the Crystal Police Department. Amazon.com's Giant Fulfillment Center in Shakopee has joined the ranks of Minnesota workplaces with a large number of employees sickened by coronavirus. 88 of their workers testing positive for the disease caused by the virus. Uh, Proliferation at the Amazon facility has been slower than at several meatpacking plants that have been the worst hit Minnesota workplaces. Where are we on? Where are we on coronavirus, John? Uh, what do you mean? No care. Well, I mean, are you and I coming? Should we go back to the building? Uh, are we? Uh, well, is it, is it is it weakening? Is the virus weakening, or is it building? I, is it? What's did happening? You see the headline this morning in the Star in the paper. Yep, yeah. the protest, uh, uh, this the rioting behavior did not result in a spike of cases. All right, and then the second paragraph is, but still wear your mask and watch it. Okay, what is it then? Yes. Which is it? You know, if I if I may, I'm going to weigh in here, and I I got to be honest. I really, really like having this room to myself, and you guys just kind of not <laughs> being around. It's kind of. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it protects you and protects us. But God's sakes, what is this going to be? How we live for the next twenty years? Well, maybe. I I did see a note, and I don't think I put it in my news. Let me check. Well, anyway, uh, Fauci's testifying this morning. And I he saw said, that, yeah. He said he thinks uh, the uh, virus, uh, not the virus, the, uh, uh, you know, what do you get, uh, the shot, the, uh, vaccine. the thing that would help you. Thank you. The vaccine is coming along nicely. Yeah. I, By the way, I'm for the record, old. I had the I'm word, but I wanted old. to keep watching you or listen to your twist. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, and uh, he is, thinks it could be done, and, and a good one, one that will work by late this year or early next year. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, knock on wood. 
a healthcare worker in St. Paul has died from COVID-19. Dr. Albasha Hume was the men's health director at Open Cities Health Center. Colleagues said he leaves behind a legacy of helping others, was a fierce advocate for minority groups. Dr. Hume was diagnosed with COVID-19 in mid-May. He was 63 years old, did not have inter, uh, any underlying health problems. Huh. Was he also the minister? I think he was a minister, was he not? Uh, that I did not see. I, I, I don't know. saw a story. Uh, he may hmm. have been. Uh, this coronavirus story seems hard to believe. During the coronavirus pandemic, people are drinking less. Huh. Really? Thoughts? Want to bet? Anyone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's take a poll of the GL. Curve. I was going to say, I think the GL podcast curve is not going to fit that story, John. <laughs> That's contradicting well, other stories I've read where people are drinking more. Yes, and also, uh, while the masses are buying more booze from grocers and, and liquor stores yeah. to drink at home, that, the, according to this, uh, has not been enough to fill the hole left by declines in shipments to restaurants, bars, and sporting venues that were closed to slow down the virus. Global alcohol consumption isn't expected to return to pre-COVID-19 levels until 2024. Well, wait a minute, really? Jim. That doesn't make any uh, sense. I, I, Just because the shipments stopped going, to, that's because they weren't open. That doesn't mean that people were, were drinking less. I'm just I'm just reading the story. See, here's what I get. Well, why do you keep ripping yelled the at president? For reading the damn story. Right. <laughs> uh, that's a problem for a lot of brands in the U.S. By the way, uh, where even before COVID-19, a growing number of Americans uh, were quote striving to be healthier. They aren't giving up all the indulgences of older generations, uh, but a lot of folks are starting to drink lower-calorie hard seltzers like White Claw and non-alcoholic beer. Toss in the growth of legal cannabis and traditional beer, wine, and spirits in the U.S. had been left searching before COVID-19 for ways to bounce back. People are still doing a lot of walking and bicycling. They are? Mm-hmm. Oh, walking? Are you kidding? I see I see more walkers from the beginning of April until now than I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Mm-hmm. How about biking? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of biking. Yeah. And, uh, Where could I get on one? Biking. On the well, biking I, wasn't, I wasn't even going to do EcoFun well, now. But I, we how were, we stupid am I? How stupid am I? We're lobbing them in. Holy crap. We were all Just a minute. Let me have that pitch again. Okay. Well, the best bikes for biking are the Bentelli e-bikes at EcoFun Motorsports. Wait, people are biking? What? On Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. <laughs> great great lineup of recreational equipment. Great lineup of kids' recreational equipment. Uh, the great scooters that get about 75 miles to the gallon and turn every errand into an adventure around the urban, sustainable urban core. Man, they're the fun. They're way to go. No parking problems. Bing, bang, boom. And those bicycles have five levels of electric assist. Get you up and down the hills. They're fun. They come in a variety of uh, tire sizes, depending on what kind of riding you want to do. And right now at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61, right there in downtown Forest Lake, you can see the lake from the shop. Uh, all GLers are still getting preseason sale prices on remaining inventory. So uh, they take care of the GLers at EcoFun because. Of course, Garage Logic owns Highway 61, and uh, that's where EcoFun is located, right in downtown Forest Lake. Great service department, too. Go ahead, Johnny. Uh, one other coronavirus story. This one involves the president, and I'm not making any of it up. So, you know, I'm just saying. I know. Just let me give that disclaimer before. Yeah. <laughs> president, president Trump, sad that I have to do that. Isn't it? Uh, president Trump insisted 
on Tuesday morning that he was serious when he revealed that he had directed his administration to slow coronavirus testing down in the United States. Uh, That goes against what some White House aides have said in the last couple of days who argue that the president's remarks were made in jest. The president told reporters, I don't kid, let me just tell you, let me make that clear. We have the greatest testing program anywhere in the world. We test better than anybody in the world. Our tests are the best in the world, and we have the most of them. By having more we, tests, Do we, we have find... good testing? Do we have good testing, Jack? <laughs> the best. It's the best in the world. Tremendous. By having more tests, we find more cases. Administration officials have scrambled in recent days to uh, clarify, they say, Trump's statements on Saturday in Tulsa, where he said uh, that regarding testing rates, uh, they, uh, you know, have more cases because they test more. He said, when you do the testing to that extent, you're going to find more people, and that's why I said to my people, slow the testing down. Well, White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro suggested on Sunday on CNN the president never issued such a directive and said the president's remarks were tongue-in-cheek. Uh, Kaylee McEnany, who is uh, the press secretary of the White House, said it was a comment he just made in jest. And he's suggesting that testing uh, has been curtailed is not rooted in fact. And even Vice President Pence sought to help manage the political fallout, telling governors it was merely a passing observation by the president. But in his interview, Trump did not deny making the ask of his administration to curtail coronavirus, uh, coronavirus testing, instead contending, quote, if we did slow it down, we wouldn't show nearly as many cases. All right, ha- hang with me for 30 seconds. And I'm not being accusatory when I'm bringing this up, and I also know it's math, which can get us into very dangerous territory, oh. but just hear me out. Yeah. If we were to start testing more people, yep. obviously we are going to get more uh, confirmed cases of COVID-19. I I think that's true. You're with me so far? So far, I got that. But I don't think the death rate, though, is still going to be whatever the death rate's going to be. So then wouldn't the death rate percentage go down because we had more confirmed cases? Yes. Yes. Okay. So wouldn't wouldn't that be something he would be in favor of? The president's tests? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You would think. You would think. Again, I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm just, I was just wondering. Okay. Complicated. It's complicated, Chris. Okay. <laughs> What's that percentage breakdown, Joe? I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I paid uh, $1 for a glove and $0.10 for a ball and spent $1.10. Oh, That's here we I go. Yep. Here we go. Oh, uh, I should mention uh, this, uh, this news brought to you by our friends at Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. A car story. Bobby Bonsack's always been a car guy, just like his dad was. Well, his latest purchase came in May. He's been driving it every day since, a 1974 Dodge Challenger with oh. a personal history that dates back to the day it rolled off the showroom floor. Showroom. Uh, Bob's, Bob Sr. was just back from Vietnam getting ready to leave the Air Force when he ordered the Dodge muscle car brand new. It's pretty nice, says Bobby Jr. of his dad's old car. Bill of Sale says he paid just over $3,600 to a dealership in Illinois in 74 to buy it. He took it to Oklahoma, got married, became an Oklahoma Highway Patrol trooper, and then family duties started to move in, so he sold the Challenger. Bobby Jr. was eight when Dad died. Few memories remain, some pictures with no stories to go with them, Uh, but Bobby, he wanted to find the old car. He didn't even know the vehicle identification number to start a search. And remember, don't say VIN number, say right. the VIN. The right. VIN. There you You're go. right. You're right. He did He did find the old bill of sale 
and there it was. He logged an online search and miraculously found the car for sale in San Diego, California. The asking price was no object. He said it was emotional and stressful. He said, I bet I didn't sleep eight hours until I got it home and took possession of it. The original color, by the way, under a couple layers of cheap paint. The old challenger idles kinds of rough. Uh, idles kind of rough, but Bobby said he doesn't wait, care. Wait, what was the yeah. original color? You didn't say. It doesn't say in the story. Oh, and I you know. make oh, reference to the color, but I'm it doesn't sorry. say. I what the print. hell? Find what it. about? Do we know what he paid for it? God. We don't know that either, oh, Joe. God, God Almighty! What a in waste of world? a story. I know. I know. What I kind I of tires did it have? Skipped it. <laughs> well. It had yeah. bias ply, obviously. You know, this well, is this is this is telling. That. This is telling. This is telling. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a reporter obviously thought this was a human interest story. What's what's yeah, your source true. for this story? What's your source? Uh, I don't remember. The John I can check. Room. You go ahead. Own, you go ahead and your talk. Own brain, you made it you, up. <laughs> no, I didn't. You guys go talk. I'll check. I'll okay. be right back. What, whatever the reporter, uh, whoever decided that, hey, this is a pretty good human interest story. You know, the old dad died when he was eight. And now this kid is on a search to find his dad's car, and he found it. Uh, if you're going to go that far, you got to give us more dope. We need the original color. We need right. what he paid for it. We need to right. know what kind of condition it's in. Right. We need Even to know original, if it's rusty. The original price, right. Yeah. yeah. We had the original price. Oh, we the had story. the original price. Oh, we yeah. did. Okay. Yeah. 3600 but yeah, we don't okay. know what he paid. Thank you. Uh, this is from Fox 5 in San Diego. Hey. Okay, some television Project station Fox. where some 24-year-old dits didn't know yeah. enough to wonder what the color was. God almighty. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Nice story, John. Yes. Yeah, I guess maybe <laughs> I should have just skipped it, maybe. God, that bums me out. In Florida, a DeBerry man who tried to steal an airplane in New Smyrna Beach on Saturday said he needed the aircraft. Because he wanted to transport some marijuana to California and meet his girlfriend there. What's wrong with that? DeBerry man uh, said, uh, Robert, I'm sorry, his name is Robert Stienstra. He's 22 years old. It was a 2008 Sukata TBM 700 aircraft, a fixed-wing single-engine plane valued at $1 million. He tried to steal it at about 1.30 in the morning. Air traffic control alerted police that a distress signal was coming from the plane. The owner of the aircraft, George Polachek, informed police he found every switch on the plane turned on, including the starter switch. The throttle was also in the up position. The battery was dead. New Smyrna Beach police charged Stienstra with a grand theft of over $100,000. Police found Stienstra sitting in a seat of the plane on the airport apron. He was in possession of drug paraphernalia, a glass pipe that had remnants of methamphetamine, a plastic oh container packed with green leafy substance, over 20 grams tested positive for marijuana. Police asked him if he had a medical marijuana card. He said he could not produce one. He told a security officer that uh, he wanted to get to California and see his girlfriend. A love story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A youngster inadvertently earned his parents a citation when he told a Michigan DNR officer there were no life jackets on their fishing boat. Oh, he's a snitch! <laughs> the, uh, what's, uh, it's kind of fun the way he did it. Uh, this all occurred Memorial Day weekend when Josh Boudreau, a conservation officer in DNR District 1, was patrolling the Dead River Basin and saw a <laughs> child excitedly reel in a small walleye. After moving up and congratulating the kid on his catch, explaining what a conservation officer did, the kid excitedly blurted out, Mommy and Daddy don't have life jackets. What the hell? Well, how old was the kid, John? 
Or do you not have uh, that eight? information? Did I say eight? Uh, I well, those guys want to quit, quit asking me questions. No, but those parents are morons for not having a life jacket with an eight-year-old kid on there. Uh, the okay, uh, CO. CEO Boudreaux <laughs> laughed off the comment, assuming the child was referring to the fact that adults were not wearing them. The kids, Chris, were wearing them. Oh. However, upon further further inspection of their safety equipment, it was found that neither parent had a personal flotation device for themselves on the boat. A citation was issued for failing to maintain or carry safety equipment on the vessel. The former Kennedy family estate in Palm Beach, Florida, it's been in the stewardship of a New York billionaire since 2015, has been sold for $70 million in an off-market deal. Located on North Ocean Boulevard with 200 feet of ocean frontage, the approximately one-acre property has a 1920s Mediterranean-style main residence and outbuildings with a total of 15,347 square feet of living space, including 11 bedrooms, 12 bathrooms, and three half-bathrooms. Ms. Goldman, a billionaire real estate investor and co-chairman of the real estate investment company Solil Management, who owned the place, bought the compound in 2015 for $31 million via limited liability company. Property records show the buyer's identity is shielded by trust, according to the deed recorded by Palm Beach County Clerk. That was on June 18th. Well, he made a nice profit there, didn't he, John? I'll yes, see. very much Are, so. are you going to stay with us, I hope? Uh, I can if you want me to, sure. Well, sure, sure. I'm going to tell you about uh, the proper use of garage wood when we return. Oh. This is Patrick James Stephen Ricey for the Canopy Group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this summer, we all hope, think about this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500, and the Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of them. Why is this fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 15 insurance companies for a reason, to match your specific situation with the absolute best insurance company for you. This is done for you every year because your specific situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetites might change as well. The experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients the peace of mind knowing the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit thecanopygroup.com today. University of Garage Logic 98. College of Self Esteem. Zip. Nada. Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Having chunks of wood in your garage is a very common principle of garage logic life. And you always have garage wood. It's kicked under a bench. It's in the corner by the service door. You don't know where you got it or you don't remember where you got it. And you don't know when you'll need it, but you'll need it. And Sunday, uh, a son-in-law had to park a trailer in my driveway. And he said, you got any wood? And I said... I said, "Do I got any wood?" Did you give him the look? Like, are you kidding me? Of are you course kidding me? I mine are such it's two great pieces of uh, garage wood that date to about 1904. Uh, they're just magnificent. They're oil stained, and they've had every drill bit in the world tested on them, and they're perfect for blocking trailer tires. And I said, "Of course I do," and I fetch my garage wood, block the trailer tires. Now the garage wood's back in the garage. Uh, it's not much of a story, but. 
what's important about the story is that's why you have garage wood. Mm. In other words, you don't throw those away. It, when you're cleaning the garage once or twice a year, as people do, and you see that wood, never throw it away. You're going to need it. You just don't know when. And I think it was really nice of you to step up and offer to uh, to host that trailered item uh, for for your for your son-in-law. Don't get me going on that story. <laughs> it, it's funny how you brought up. We don't know where it comes from. I actually scored an awesome piece about four weeks ago in the alley of all places. The well, guy was good, throwing yeah. it out. A six by six, I mean, nice and thick and heavy by about 36 inches long. And as I was grabbing it, he came out and I said, a guy can never have too much garage wood. And he laughed at me. Yeah. No, you Um, need it, Kenny. You're right. And I tossed it in the back of the truck and it's already in use. I might as well tell that story. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I I have a boat and it, it never gets used. And... I've been threatening to sell it, and this spring, I had it sold. The damn check was literally written, and and it was being done for me by a friend where the boat is kept out of White Bear. And I announced this to the uh, the kids I used to have. Sure, sure. How was that received? And they went nuts. <laughs> they said, "What are you you crazy? This is the summer of a of no volley, no uh, soccer, no baseball. These are the these are the kids in Illinois. They're going to use it like crazy, aren't they? Oh, we're going to we need that bull. We're going to use it. And the in, in in town kids said, "We'll use that thing all the time." And I said, "No, you won't. You never use it. Yeah, but you got to keep it. You can't do that to us this year. You got to keep it." So I Dad. call my guy. I call my guy, Jason, and I say, I hate to do this to you, man. I'm sorry, but I, I got I to end this sale. We can't do it. We can't do it. He was very cool about it. That was about, yep. oh, May 1st. And the boat just continued to sit out at the, the boat works at White sure. Bear. Yep. And uh, yep. 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 beautiful weekend after weekend would come and go. And I would say to the in-town kids, are you going to use the boat? Well, we can't this time. We got to do this and this and this and this. <laughs> and I stopped, I stopped saying I told you so. But to myself, I'm saying I knew this would happen. I knew this would happen. So two weeks ago, uh, they said, yeah, we're going to put it in today. So they put it in at White Bear. It was one of those days when we had about three state straight days in a row of 40-mile wind gusts. Yeah. <laughs> so they put it in there, and, and which was the worst possible day to put it in. And they got it to my sister's house. Their, their use of the boat consisted of launching it and getting it to my sister's house while they're hugging the shoreline, afraid they're going to go under like the Titanic because the winds are 40 miles an hour. Oh. They get it to my from the Chippewa. Yeah, (laughs) so they get to my sister's house. (laughs) They get it to my sister's house, and she was kind enough to uh, offer the use of a lift. But it was a rickety lift, and it did accommodate the boat, but tentatively. So now here, so so for a week, so for a week, perfect way of putting it, Joe. But so for a week, the thing's about six inches out of the water, and it's getting that crap beat out of it by the wind. It's just getting that crap beat out of it. I said, you got to do something with that boat. You're not using it. Get the boat back out of the water. Well, where will we keep it? I said, that's your problem. You've it shows up at my house. The damn boat shows up at my house. It's and I fetched, I, I fetched the garage wood, <laughs> and then finally the other day it was taken out of here and uh, taken up north and put in some other yard 
uh, in the event, unlikely, that maybe some of these kids I used to have will get up there over the 4th and maybe use it for 24 hours, at which point they'll be done. Now i got to get it back and, and, and hope I can sell it again. Because I'm not giving in this time. I'm not giving in. I love the concept of this boat has become the ugly Christmas sweater that's passed around the family. (laughs) It really is. You know, I don't want it at my house. You put it at your house. (laughs) Jeez Louise. I think this would be a nice segue into where you've decided to live the rest of your life, Joe. And we had a long discussion off the air. It took 20 minutes today um, about where, you know, where we'd rather live. And I accused you of always forever and ever wanting to live in the city, no matter what you shot that down and said, you'd love to live on a lake. Oh, that's my lifelong goal. Passion. Why? You know, and and the bride doesn't want to move for you because she's close to the kids and the kids are always there. Do you realize that if you had a nice place on White Bear or anywhere close, the kids would always be there anyway? Because you've got the lake, you've got the beach, you've got got that big giant plastic (laughs) backyard. You've got the the redneck pool in the yard. Yeah. Yeah. You you have to use a stepladder to climb into. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it would be perfect. <laughs> It'd be absolutely perfect. I have uh, really uh, failed. My uh, powers of observation have failed me terribly, and I apologize. A number of emailers. I'll read Phillips. He says, Mary, you referenced a statue of Nathaniel Hale on at least two podcasts in the last week. As a fact-based podcast, I would like to point out two things. Number one. The well-known Patriot's name was Nathan Hale, not Nathaniel Hale. Number two, the statue is a life-size sculpture of Nathan Hale with his hands tied behind his back as he awaits the scaffold. He is not, as you said, riding a horse. Boy, I didn't even come close, did I? The, the, sculptures are, uh, the, sculptors, the sculpture artist became enamored with Nathan Hale to the point of publishing a character study, a character study titled Nathan Hale, the Ideal Patriot. This caught the attention of the city, which then commissioned the statue. The artist, William Ordway Partridge, spent five years making the sculpture, desiring to depict Hale in a manner that would be inspired and vital to the living present. This was in 1907. It was the first monument west of Ohio resurrected in honor of the Revolution. Let's hope it's never torn down and and its symbolic meaning never left behind or forgotten. While the sculpture stands, feel free to while the sculpture stands, feel free to go and visit and reacquaint yourself with Nathan Hale and the statue. Thank you for the show, Philip. I absolutely will. In fact, I might today. I feel uh, I feel embarrassed that I had the guy's name wrong. I don't even have him on a horse. And uh, Keith Olson out in Montana was noting uh, our report of the bear wandering around the parking ramp at oh, Union Depot. Yes. Yeah, he said yeah. uh, He said maybe the bear heard about St. Paul from the Coyote Convention. Oh, he must have. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> I, had, I got a video sent to me of that bear uh, from one of St. Paul's finest. Okay. That, I, I'll forward it to you guys. I, I okay. completely forgot he sent it to me last night, but I'm going to forward it to you guys right now. Joe, seriously, I've been listening to you for decades. I agree with you on at least 80% of what you have to say. I'm a few days behind, but listening on this Father's Day while mowing the lawn, I shut down the John Deere, stormed into my shop, logged onto my computer, and here I am. I'm a proud atheist. I exercise moral and ethical integrity daily. I live by the golden rule. I don't need a fear of God to keep me in check. That 
that's how bad people operate, not doing something wrong in fear of hell? Ridiculous. I agree that moral and ethical integrity is failing, but to suggest that it's a lack of faith is just wrong. Organized religion has caused just as many problems over the years at is as it has solved it's a way of controlling people implementation of moral and ethical integrity is the responsibility of the parents you should be blaming lack of it on a failure of leadership in the home i had good parents i'm not perfect but i'm not scared that the mistakes i've made are going to send me to hell i'm scared that the mistakes i've made are going to harm someone that should be enough to not do wrong on others keep fighting the good fight hail the flashlight king and good luck atheist brian well, I think his points are well taken. Nice. I think his points are well taken. I have a quick breaking news item from the city mm-hmm. of Seattle, if you would like it, sir. Sure. A Seattle-based investment firm announced today that it's going to leave the city because of civil unrest and move south, taking hundreds of jobs and billions of dollars with it. Mm-hmm. Smead Capital Management President and CEO Cole Smead said that the unrest that has taken place in our city of Seattle is inexcusable. There really is not a downtown community today. Office buildings in the downtown are emptying out, according to Smead. We're hearing rumors of 40-story buildings that will only be 20% occupied by October. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Yes. Well, what do you think the reaction in the business community was to to today's story on the uh, local CBS uh, Channel 4 website? Uh, police data show 1,600 Minneapolis gunfire reports within the last 30 days. Yeah. 1,600 wow. gunshots in the last 30 days. And I love Arredondo. Uh, I'm rooting for him. But he's... He, for my liking, he's using a too, little too much salon talk. Uh, he's really, really being careful in how he uh, talks about this. Uh, uh, but I, I'm rooting for Arredondo. Uh, he seems like a decent soul. And uh, they're bringing in extra. They're bringing in the ATF, the Secret Service, the FBI uh, to try to get this under control. And yeah, here, here's the quick answer to this. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's what we've all discussed for many times, including uh, Brian's uh, email there. This is a failure in the home. This is behavior that results from a failure in the home, and it's, uh, it's aided and abetted by a failure of political leadership to address that. End of story. Mm-hmm. Now you can just determine which businesses will be leaving Minneapolis. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I see that uh, I see that I got your uh, email about the bear, or Ta- your uh, text, text about the bear. Yeah. Uh, Tom writes, Joe, on Monday's podcast, I heard you mention that Francis Scott Key, the composer of the Star Spangled Banner, has apparently fallen into disfavor with the current crop of adult children. This reminded me of Governor Walls announcing at a press conference during the rioting that he'd spoken to rap mogul Jay-Z about race relations in the aftermath of the George Floyd situation. Minneapolis was burning, yet our governor found it more urgent to speak to a purveyor of filth than formulate a plan with the National Guard. I contacted the governor's office shortly thereafter and included in my email snippets of Jay-Z's song, Big Pimpin'. I told Walls... He should familiarize himself with the lyrics and perhaps sing it at a family Christmas time with his wife and college-aged daughter, since the lyrics are the very embodiment of the rap community's veneration of women. Yes, that's sarcasm. I then suggested to Walls that perhaps lyrics like Jay-Z's go a long way toward explaining the behavior we're witnessing. When you have violent sex and disrespect for women drilled into your skull from birth, you pretty much have no chance to recover. Big pimp and good, star-spangled banner bad. Uh, by the way, your staff can look this up, but I believe 
believe Fran- Francis Scott Key's one and only slave was a wedding gift, and he freed the slave shortly thereafter. Hmm. That's what I also heard about Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah. Uh, Mayor, I've noticed over the past two weeks or so, Rush Limbaugh is aggressively talking about pushback when it comes to confronting Mysterians. He specifically uses that term and says we need to start pushing back against their efforts. He must be a frequent listener to the GL podcast. This is for Matt Gentleman on Panama City Beach, Florida. I don't know if Rush listens to us or not. Uh, and this is from Mary who writes guys I don't have an eloquent email composed but just wanted to let you know that you are saving my sanity I look forward every day to your podcast intelligent thoughtful informed like-minded and most of all sane discussions of the crazy that has become our world I would gladly and enthusiastically support your run for mayor governor president or king Joe you we need you desperately you must run run long time uh, garage logician Mary Mary you're very kind but uh, I think I figured something out earlier in the show and that is this if so many voters keep electing the types of people we now have because they really have no skin in the game. How could an old curmudgeon like me possibly appeal to those people? Because I'm not going to promise them anything. People like me could not get elected the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. No, you would have no shot. Because the voting constituency is so far removed from people who have a vested interest and responsibility and a proprietary position in the city. So what what chance would I ever have? Governor, maybe, but I'm not. I'm, I don't even I, think the woman you're married to would vote for you. Oh, I know I'd lose that vote. <laughs> Jeez, can you imagine the haranguing you get? Oh my oh, God, you cancel each wow. other's vote in my own house. But you know what? If she was your if she was your campaign manager, you might get elected because she would completely change the narrative of your campaign. That'd be great. Yeah, she'd turn me into a bleeping euphoria. That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. I'll tell you what. Uh, hey, really uh, quick. You brought up the shot spotter uh, in Minneapolis. And I, yes. I don't want to take him off the hook here, but do you think that that in some way was why Carter didn't want it in St. Paul to maybe ease the fear? Because it's oh, all that all that information. What, what the people don't know doesn't hurt them? Is that Does that make any sense? It, it 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 does it can you're okay. right okay you're right uh because arguing against its cost was preposterous he spends money like a drunken sailor on needless things right so uh i can't see that the cost was the problem but it, it may it was either that or he just doesn't want to portray the city's image as one having a crime problem which it does i mean they both well they both do well yesterday did I tell you this off the air? Or did yes, I say this on the air? That was off the air. Yesterday in the Como neighborhood at 2.30 in the afternoon, a 20-year-old guy and a 22-year-old gal stopped because they saw and they intended to pick up a couch on the boulevard that said free. And as they're preparing to do this, uh, some 15- and 16-year-olds, boys and girls, beat them to a pulp. Uh, a passerby, who happens to be the retired police chief uh, in uh, Uh, New Brighton, stopped to help, and he gets hit over the head with a piece of furniture. And so all three of them ended up needing medical attention. They're all going to be fine. But that's 2.30 in the afternoon in the Como neighborhood. Amazing. There's a rash of carjackings happening in St. Paul. So so if Melvin is attempting to uh, downplay the crime problems in St. Paul by not having shot spotter, uh, 
I don't know that he's, that's a Pyrrhic victory, I think we'd call that. Mm. So I, I don't know that that, but, so I don't know what to, how to answer you, Chris. Okay. I don't know how to answer you. Because St. Paul's got its problems. Not nearly to the extent of Minneapolis. Which is why, again, I was hoping for a mayor like Carter to say to the investment firms that will start leaving Minneapolis, come on over. we got a lot of office space. We're getting along with our cops. Come on over. We'd love to have you. Uh, I, don't, I doubt he's not going to say that because he's in Fry's ballpark. He's in Fry's salon. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's the name of that tune. We own Highway 61, don't we? How so? Mm-hmm. Sure do. Well, you got uh, you start down with Schmel's Countryside, and you move up to uh, you go all the way to Forest Lake. You got Eco, and if you're taking 61, you pass Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats right on the north end of Hugo. You can't miss it. It's where the uh, GLers and uh, every other person who has come to their senses now buys everything they ever need uh, for the grilling season and uh, the indoor cooking season. The new brat, the Italian Supreme. With mild Italian sausage, red and green bell pepper, onions, mozzarella cheese, cheddar cheese, and hot pepper cheese. The beer cheese soup and bacon brat is still going strong. And meatloaf is turning crazy because Spencer is grinding out 100 pounds of meatloaf every week. And yes, Spencer Grunhofer endorses putting Grunhofer's meatloaf on the smoker. Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats where you, when you're, when you load up, you got to get a lot of jerky for the ride home. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you, you just have that on the front seat. Smoked salmon, steaks. Uh, got pictures of steaks sent to us yesterday that looked absolutely mouthwatering. It's really the finest meat market in the, uh, in, well, probably in the whole world. And uh, everybody around the world has heard of Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo. Well, boys and Johnny, thank you. Hey, one more thing. Looks, yeah. It looks like Jimmy Kimmel's going to get canceled by the culture, huh? Mm-hmm. It's fun when didn't one we, of the when one of their this? own. No. I don't think that came up on the show today, did it? No, it was oh, before. Okay. It was before we started. I, I think it's fun when the mob cancels one of its own. Somebody who thinks they're smugly as a member of the crowd and the mob, they're going to get <laughs> he's going to get canceled because he's done some blackface stuff. Well, here's what I find shocking. This bit was years and years ago. I'm surprised it took this long because Jimmy's got a pretty popular show and he's at the forefront of you know being part of the progressive. Oh, oh yeah. I, just, I just need everybody to know that that might not know. Uh, I've done some bleep in my life, okay? <laughs> uh, some of it I'm not very proud of. Some of it I'm willing to apologize for. But uh, some of it, you know, uh, I've learned to live with my... I've I don't get the whole. Myself. I don't. I don't get the whole blackface you know, thing. <laughs> I've if, never if done anything, that. I, I've never done that. But if anything, I'd like to just cancel myself. Yeah. Is, is that is is that possible i think yeah you could try you can try and johnny before you go during a break we we sent we chased you off and said get your guitar and your amp out we want to know how it it sounds you got it there johnny sounds okay if i do a song during the can you guys hear that yeah sounds wonderful so okay so what if when you're doing the grundhoffers at it remember this old song he took a hundred pounds of meatloaf and he stuck it in the oven is that all right yeah I don't yeah. remember the Fantastic. song. Fantastic! I don't know the song. Yeah, you do. He the took a hundred pounds of clay. Can you? Uh, That's right. Can he you? made my life worth living. You do a couple of the opening bars of "Reeling in the Years." Can you just do that for us, Dad? 
I don't get the right sound because I got a jazzy sound, but that's okay. I think this is worth sharing on the air. So every day uh, when I'm dialing in the fellas here in the old GL podcast studios, I caught Kenny trying to work on his ramps. Uh, doing traffic, and uh, I was thoroughly entertained. As he, w- w- what were you walking up? Baker Street. Baker Street. It's a sixty-second yes, ramp, it's and awesome. uh, I-, I stumbled both times. But so then I moved. I was just listening to uh, Steely Dan. What was I? Ricky, don't lose that number. Is that what I was listening to? Yep, you were. And Joe uh, <laughs> chimes in and says, uh, "What did you say, Joe?" He said, "Are you listening Asia? to Asia?" Yeah, and it was immediately a shouting match for 10 <laughs> minutes between Souchere well, and Height. That's obviously on pretzel logic. I know, John, you're right. I stand I stand admonished, John. I'm I stand just humbled. Here, <laughs> calm, quiet, laid back, beautiful morning and yeah, all of a sudden yeah. we're having a big tilly. I mean, yeah. drop the gloves. Throw it hands. <laughs> And I thought reeling in the years was from 1967, and John no, said, they, "No, they were no, even, they were that's even your then. that's your address. It's 1972." Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I got everything I I wrong. Got, I got that album during the Watergate hearings. Okay, I vividly remember that. Seriously. You still have it? The album? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Of course. John, I love how much of a square you are. It's just fantastic. I, I think I uh, during the Watergate hearings, I think I actually got VD. I remember that. <laughs> Why don't eight? you cancel yourself? <laughs> yeah, cancel yourself, Kenny. <laughs> As Jason's, my friend Jason calls it, airborne VD. Oh, it's just everywhere. Airborne <laughs> oh. I'm up to eight of the 12 uh, Tragically Hip albums. I got four to so, still search another out. Another argument we had, uh, yeah. because I'm pretty sure that's one of the lame bands I walked out of. Yeah, well, you're... Is, your fault is one of those albums according to your brother did you pick up biscuit whiskers or are you still have not uh, you still have not listened to that one yet <laughs> oh, boy did he get me so did funny. he get me oh, oh so all funny is the best god he got me so bad on that no i got to go check it out i spent 20 minutes looking for that while he's telling his kids, watch, this idiot's going to dial back here in about 20 minutes and say, where is it? Where is it? I can't find it. Will you send it to me? Oh, oh it's a bootleg suit. It's a bootleg <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. Beautiful afternoon. Okay. Let's get out there. Okay. And also, don't forget to download the PodMN app if you have not done so already. You can find past episodes of Garage Logic and maybe some others like, I don't know, local sports, news, comedy, true crime, and so much more. And here's what's cool. There's also a chance for you to win rewards each and every time that you listen. Download the app today in both the Apple or Google Play stores. Pod MN. Listen local. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Garage Logic podcast. Still paying hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses? Let's change that. At Zenni.com, our factory direct model means no middlemen or outrageous markups. Just the same quality frames and lens options as the other guys for one tenth the price. Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame anywhere with our 3D virtual try on. Visit Zenni.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever.